You there? Can you hear me? I'm here. My, I guess my internet service is bad. Uh, hey, it's Cody uh, Travis uh, here. I'm live with the president of BYB, Mike. And is it is it Vasquez? Is that how you say it? I, I don't want to butcher it. That's why yeah, Mike Vasquez. I, I said it right, man. Look. I was gonna tell you, man. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I don't have my producer here usually, so I'm trying to do everything. But uh, man, uh, look, you're—I see your organization all the time, and I—I've been sending people there. Can you just talk about what the BYB is compared to like what y'all are trying to make it? You got the commentary team that's amazing and everything. I appreciate it. Thanks for the support. Up, uh, well, BYB it started with the backyard brawls, uh, which uh, you know started back in South Florida. Uh, Jesus, decades ago with the uh, Dada 5000, Kimbo Slice, uh, a lot of the guys, Bruce Leroy passed through there, Jorge Masvidal, uh, 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 several guys that have made it uh, all the way to the UFC. And it's it was just a, a, a way to settle beefs at first in the, in the community. <clears throat> in Perrine, uh, the police didn't mess with it. Uh, Dada had these fights going on for years. Uh, but they just got too big, you know, and uh, he got the spotlight, you know, of, of Maxim and uh, all kinds of uh, national publications and the movie Dogfight, which uh, Billy Corbin produced and followed. Uh, so it got really big and uh, uh, he couldn't continue on uh, in the backyard. I came around in 2015 uh, and I had experience uh, before that basically with NASCAR. Uh, I started for NASCAR, their diversity program in the U.S., uh, and participated in uh, with th uh, three other partners in starting what's known as NASCAR Mexico down there. So, uh, you know, the funny story is uh, uh, because of that history, we, we developed that series to become the number one racing series in Mexico and, and Latin America. Uh, I came across somebody who knew Dada, which was Pitbull and his manager at the time, uh, and they told me, uh, you know, you got to see this is a diamond in the rough. You know what you did for NASCAR in Mexico. Maybe you could do something, you know, like this with Dada. So, uh, uh, you know, I was a little hesitant at first, but uh, uh, I met with Dada and, you know, hit it off. You know, great. He's a great guy. He's uh, a hard worker and uh, uh, just all around real good person. Uh, and uh, uh, we hit it off. And in our first meeting, we, we literally designed the Trigon. Uh, we put the uh, 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 the our logo together, and not only our logo, how did but do that? Uh, how, how did y'all do the trigon, man? How did that happen? I just want to know, and that a lot of people they need to look it up because a lot of people, in the, if they have it, man, the way it's built, it, you're rolling into each other. It's amazing. I don't know how y'all did that. It was amazing. Well, the idea really was uh, uh, the trigon. I'll tell you about it first, and then how it came to be. But the trigon really, it's it's a tri a triangle. It's three equal sides. And what it does is it creates a fighting circle in the middle, right? You got to be in that fighting circle. Let me see here, in that fighting circle, uh, engaged. Or if you're not, you're going to take one, maybe a step, and you're in the ropes, or two steps, and you're in a corner. So yeah. what we've done is, you know, we tried to incorporate the best things of all combat sports, right? I was a, a, a fight fan growing up. We didn't have the UFC until later in life. So I was a boxing fan. And then, of course, I was a UFC fan. I, I wrestled in high school and, you know, I love the grappling aspect, too. But not everybody does. Right. So, you know, in boxing, when are people engaged? Right. When the boxers are toe to toe uh, uh, and when they get separated from a clinch that they're going to get back to, you know, to, to, to getting engaged uh, in MMA. When are they, you know, fight the, the fight fans engaged? Well, when the guys are standing right in front of each other swinging 
And after they're grappling for a minute or so, when they get separated, the fight fans go crazy because they get back to, you know, being able to engage. So what we've done is the, that engagement aspect is, is one thing that we wanted to promote. The other thing we wanted is to keep the fights in the hands, the results in the hands of the fighters and not the judges, Damn, you know, all true. the time, especially in boxing, not so much in MMA, but we've seen it uh, where you see a fight and you're like, what, what the hell were they looking at? You know, what, what, what you know, uh, is, or, or, a, or a promotion can be political, you know, and, and they're a lot lately in the UFC, you're starting to see it now. It's, there's a few fights that Dana White's like, what the hell is going on? You know, <laughs> yeah, he's brought it up recently as well. So, so uh, our finish rate is spectacular. It's gotta be the highest of, we've only had two fights go the distance in all the events that we've had. Uh, you know, everything ends in the Trigon, you know, uh, uh, one way or another, but uh, we have had two fights go the distance that were exciting fights. Uh, and it was really, they were both Renee, uh, white boy Rodriguez, who was making his comeback. He was, you know, big famous guy on uh, YouTube in the backyard in the day, I think 13 and 0 or undefeated, yeah. uh, fought everybody, bigger guys. I mean, just fought everybody. It was uh, a madman. He took some time off, some years off, came back. So his first two fights, he's just getting conditioned, getting back in shape. So he was just working it really, uh, boxing, uh, his opponents and, and, uh, cause he has a little background in boxing as well. And he went the distance on on his fights, but everything else has been, you know, usually by the third cool. round, oh, you, know, you have a winner. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think. That's what I want to see. I want to know who the best person was. I don't want to. Uh, and the other thing we do is we have full three minute rounds, which uh, yeah. really it, it uh, that third minute is is huge. Uh, it does. People don't believe that. That minute is a lifetime, man. That's a lifetime of a minute. Well, especially when the the two minutes prior they're engaged, right? You're, there's no room to dance around, walk around, catch your breath, disengage, you know, cross that, move over, cross to this side, you know, walk, you know, you, in a regular boxing ring or a lot of these MMA or other bare knuckle uh, 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 rings, there is that room that you can disengage and and, and come back into it. And then, you know, when you have a two minute round and they're disengaged, you know, for forty seconds of that two minutes, well. You know, that's why you'll see a lot more fights go a lot more rounds uh, than in BYB. Yeah, look, I was I mean, I've watched it like JD's fight, man. That was like that was amazing, man. He he was down and he come out in the and I, that's why I had him on. I was talking to him. I was like, I, it, he showed more heart and the finish. I, and then he acted like he was the joker afterwards. He was happy. And I was like, dude, I, I love that shit, man. Well, he, he would get hit, and literally, he'd be smiling. And he wasn't smiling for the camera. He really wasn't smiling for the camera. He was smiling. Like, he was like, that was a good one, you know? But then he'd get back up and throw You know, I don't know what, you know, Prez uh, uh, Jefferson, uh, 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 you know, was going through his mind, but it must have been like, you know, what is this guy? You know, uh, you know what do I got to hit him with? You know, uh, like the announcers were saying, you know, but, but – uh, uh, it, it, it Prez did a wonderful job in that fight. I mean, he just, like I said, Hard. three minutes, Hard. three minute rounds. Third round, he was just worn out. He didn't expect that, but uh, I hope to have Prez back and JD as well. Uh, he'll be back. Uh, yeah, he'll be back. He's already said he was going to be back. He likes that shit. He loved got, it, man. He you got to also credit the referee. You know, you see a lot of a lot of stoppages. You know, whatnot. Yep. And, you know, there's some people that said, oh, it could have, it should have been stopped, could have been stopped. And, yeah, some other referees would have, might have stopped it after, you know, but there was a headbutt, you know, the one thing that wasn't knocked down, it was his knee. They asked him to walk it off. He walked it off, you know, and, and uh, he showed a lot of heart, you know, to come back and get that win. Hey, somebody just asked, is BYB only, it's uh, Drew, he's a, he's a fighter. Is it only in Florida or are y'all going to different states? 
Well, actually, our first legal event was in Wyoming. Uh, what we've done since all our shows have been in Florida. Uh, since we are working on our, our 2022 schedule, we are going to be going to other states, uh, Mississippi, uh, being oh, yeah. one of fair enough was legal. Yeah, uh, we'll be out there. Uh, we're going to be. I, turning- I, it's, it's legal in Bama too. It's legal in Alabama too. It's legal in Alabama, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, so we're we're also going to be touring uh, different hard rock properties. Oh uh, yeah, state of Florida and other states as well. Uh, you know, so we're working on our our 2022 schedule. You know, we've we uh, we had one event in 2019. Uh, we had uh, uh, two events last year. We were scheduled to have four, but with COVID, we cut it back to two. Uh, this year, we're having five events, and we're going to continue to ramp up and have more events uh, and expand our our footprint. But uh, the a hard rock relationship is uh, uh, is good for us, and 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 we're trying to grow that footprint uh, around the country. Hey, you got some questions because we as people start asking questions before I even go. Like Jay uh, Davis, he's a he's the owner of Turp House, man. You need y'all CBDs. You need to check him out on that. He hooks fighters up with some good stuff. But he's got fighters, and he's like he's he's like, how can I get my guys to fight in the BYB? Well, send us an email or, or our, our matchmaker, great guy uh, Mel Valenzuela. Uh, uh, he just came on board prior to this last uh, fight for uh, our U.S. against Russia fight. Uh, uh, you know, it would be to get in touch with him or, or with myself and I'll pass you on to him. Uh, but yeah, we're looking for, uh, you know, one thing that we try to do is we try to give young fighters a chance. We try to find opportunities. Oh, yeah. We put well-matched fights together. So there's, you know, there's plenty of action, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, there's big names and, you know, and, and all that in the sport, of course, and, and that's great. And we'll work into that, you know, as we continue to proceed. But a lot of it is really going through this younger talent, going through the guys that are looking uh, from either boxing or MMA, looking to expand or, or, or get their opportunity. Some just amateurs that are just out, out you know, brawlers like Isaiah Quinones, you know, who's, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know. He just comes out a thousand, you know, percent full throttle from the, the gate and none of his fights have gone too long. So we don't have much on him other than he can, get in there and, and, and take somebody out quickly, you know, which is exciting as well. But, you know, we're looking for all kinds of fighters. Dude, I love what y'all do. That's why I was, I was, I've been telling people like, uh, first off, y'all's pay is amazing for fighters. I'm going to straight up tell you, I know, I know a guy that I'm not going to say his name because it's not announced yet, but he's, he signed with y'all and he fought at BKFC. I'm just, I'll go ahead and say it and y'all paying him a lot more than they're paying him. So I'm just going to give y'all a shout out on that. Fighter pay means everything, man. Well, I appreciate it. We take care of our people, you know, and, and, and we can't always do that. You know, there's a lot of crazy, you know, money going around and yeah, some occasions. It was, and, it was a, it was, I mean, just a, like some the start pay, your start pay is like, like we'll yeah. say, it, y'all, y'all, you know, it was a lot better. You're a humble guy. I've already been told, Joe told me how humble you are and all that stuff, but you're, man. I appreciate it. I mean, I'm not your typical promoter per se, you know, uh, 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 I, I, I try to put the product out there. You know, I stay in the background and, uh, most of the time, you know, I'll come out from my, my show when I need to, but Dada really is the spokesperson. He gets out there, does a lot of the stuff, uh, uh, for us. And, and, uh, but yeah, we take care, good care of our people and we concern if somebody does get hurt. We had, uh, Ryan Favell from our last fight. Uh, uh, you know, he fought Jeff, uh, Chiffins was a beast. Yeah. I mean, He's a beast. I, I love, you know, his ring walk. And, and when he's in the ring, he's just bouncing from side to side. It looks like a silverback or something. I don't know. Uh, uh, but that fight uh, was an exciting fight. Uh, uh, 
Jeff hit him with a one-two in the exact same spot, both punches, yeah. one-two, and actually broke uh, his orbital bone. Uh, so, uh, you know, Woo! he got extended stay in, in South Florida. We took care of him for a couple days. Um, Wasn't sure. that where Dada took the picture in the hospital with him? Yeah, 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 yeah for sure, for sure. So, that was yeah, him. That was him. Okay, that, I remember that. I thought that was cool. Yeah, we got made sure, uh, you know, he was real, you know, I was surprised. You know, I mean, he, he told me he's fought all over the place. And uh, when stuff like that's happened, nobody's really taken, uh, uh, you know, further action or care or concern, you know. And we were calling right away to see where he was, which location, which hospital, make sure his bags were packed. And that we, you know, got him to where he needed to be and and, and all that stuff. And, and he was taken aback by that. And I was taken aback that he was taken aback because, you know, we're, it's an industry that's supported by the fighters, you know, at the same time, the company and we don't, you know, we're not in a, in a, in a profitable stage of development yet because it takes a lot of money to make money to oh, yeah. develop a program and, and whatnot. So we're, we're, you know, as a company, you lose money for a while until you start, you know, getting to, to make money. So we're not out there throwing it away, but you know, we're, we take care of the people that, that are the basis of the sport, you know, and, and they in turn, like during COVID, especially when we're like, hey, guys, there is no audience. <laughs> you know, they're there. The that gate, was crazy, uh, man. You know, the, the gate, you know, pay-per-view numbers and forts on a national level, they're not huge or anything like that until you get, you know, more awareness. And that's what we're trying to do. We're at a stage where we're just trying to get our ring out there. We're trying to show people what the Trigon is. We're bringing a great crew, experienced people. Dave Ryan from ESPN with Benny Ricardo from CBS, oh, uh, who's a food Polly, who just came on board. I can't, what do you say about Polly? What, what better you, honest? You had Mod Goldberg in the house, man. You had go, you had, I mean, come on, man. That's what I, I was going to, that was my questions. Out of everything, your commentary team is showtime quality. You know what I'm saying? It's, you've got oh, yeah. the, there's no, I'm not doing your commentary. You know what I'm saying? You've got professional badasses. I'm, I'm, I was, that's why I tell everybody, look at the commentary team. You see that, you can see what the company's building on. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, yeah, Mike Goldberg actually just joined our team uh, starting for this next event, July 16th. So he'll be at oh, yeah. the uh, side uh, uh, with Paulie and Benny and, and uh, Dave. Uh, we're kind of reworking because they're all great. You know, we don't want to, you know, uh, 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 get rid of anybody. On the contrary, you know, we're like I said, we're, we take care of our people. We're just trying to find the right structure. So, you know, is it going to be? You know, kind of like the, the Showtime box where uh, Dave is the host and uh, throws it to these guys. So we're working through all that right now, but there's it's good situations to have to work through, right? You have Paulie, uh, again, more natural, more straight talk, you know, commentating you can't get from anybody. My Breaking bro, it down like a professional boxing fight. And also, he's experienced in all – he's done bare knuckles, so he knows – He that's what I'm saying. You've got a very good – I mean, that's what I was – I was telling – I mean, everybody, I'm like – it's like close your eyes and you think you're watching, uh, you know, Showtime and you're you're thinking Floyd Mayweather's about to pop. You know what I'm saying? You've got a very good structure there. It's kind of like you're building your foundation really strong. That's what I – and like you earlier, you said the young fighters, and that's smart because that's the future. And, you know, if, if you can build their names, they become big fighters. You know what I'm saying? That's smart. Sure. I mean, and and – Again, a lot of guys that you'll see that are making their transition, they're 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 maybe they're more grapplers and this and that, and 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 you know they're they're a big name. They're they're you know uh, I, I I don't want to use you know smoke and mirrors kind of thing, but you know the the whole thing really is the product. It's the ring, and and getting back to you know Paulie uh, Paulie mentioned about the ring that uh, when he did a bare knuckle match, he actually broke his hand, and I think it was the third round. Yeah. Uh, 
but because the ring was, you know, sizable, he was able to dance around for a couple of rounds and get through to the decision. Uh, yep. You know, he, he told me in, in the Trigon. I saw I that. Mean, I saw the interview. I saw him do the interview. I was yeah. like, damn, that's I true. I have been dead, you know, and I was like, you know, see, that's how the ring affects the fights. It, it really is that, uh, you know, that third man, I guess uh, they call it in the ring. What I know, uh, I know you're doing it in Florida and everything. You know, your next one's coming up. What What was the date for the next one? It's in, it's uh the uh, is it the sixteenth or seventh? It's the sixteenth. Yeah, it's the sixteenth. It was actually it was going to be the seventeenth, but we bumped it up a day uh, uh, with the Florida Boxing Commission because uh, I mean everybody's been coming to Florida uh, uh, to do their events because of the COVID situation and and you know again Bare Knuckle did start down here as far as the the. The revival, you know, not the original uh, 1800 style, but the revival in uh, our our day and age. Uh, this is where it all started. This is where that foundation was, and and I guess people taking notice, and everybody's trying to have their events in South Florida. Uh, so uh, this is our backyard. This is where we're from. This is uh, uh, you know uh, uh, our territory, I guess. Uh, and we will go out of it. You got to piss on it, man. You got to piss on it. You got to mark your territory. Say, get the fuck oh, yeah. out of my territory. Absolutely. Yep. What what do y'all okay? Uh, you know how in Florida they make you wear the gloves with the tape, and they're they're going away with that on the first. Are y'all are y'all going to keep the keep the things going, or are y'all going to go away with it? We're going to offer the gloves to the fighters. I mean, they I have a pair right here. Uh, they're you know very simple. They go over uh, just about uh, the edge of your your your, your fist. Uh, and what they do provide is a little stability, you know, in the wrist, and uh, also a little cushion. Uh, if you're blocking punches, it provides a little cushion for for these bones. So it just it's a little extra support. I I don't know uh, uh, you know all the fighters that have used it have loved it. So I don't know if anybody will, will say no. Uh, they may want it. You know they it may not. Your wrist. Anything that save your wrist a little extra. I think it's. I mean you're still getting hit with the fucking. You know you're still getting whacked. So I I don't I I think it would. Maybe I wouldn't turn them down. I know I wouldn't turn them down. That's for sure. You know, but. Uh, but yeah, that's coming off June first. It'll be optional, you know. Uh, 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 some fighters may choose uh, not to wear them, you know. Uh, uh, but I, I think most will. We have also something. Uh, uh, one of our sponsors that came out. It's these SureFit Thermoguards. These are real cool uh, for fighters and even guys, people at home that train nice. or, or whatnot. They actually change temperature. They actually change color. I should say when uh, they go over 102 degrees. Uh, in temperature. So if you're dehydrated, if you're, uh, you know, just not doing well, uh, it sells that orange. Yeah. They'll turn orange. So if you're sparring or you're a coach and you're a fighter and you can, you know, you can take a look at how he's doing. If he needs to take a break, drink some, you know, hydrate. Uh, oh, uh, you know, <laughs> so it's actually a, a really good safety thing that, uh, uh, you know, we're trying to implement and we're going to, we offer them to our fighters as well. They can use their mouthpieces. They can boil these in the microwave, uh, that, you know, the night before uh, weigh-ins or we can send them out to them. But, uh, I think that's a, a good thing. No, I got my, uh, a buddy's got a guy, he's going to be fighting in the July card and we're going to, I'm going to, we're going to be down there. Cause I was like, we're going to bring some hell. Like, uh, how do y'all like, uh, do y'all, I was. I have to ask why I got you on here. Like, do y'all have like spots where we can set up and do interviews and shit? Do y'all do stuff like that, or is it like can we get outside arena? Because I talked to all the fighters and I was like, dude, I'm gonna be down there. I'm gonna interview the hell out of y'all. Yeah, we'll take care of you, brother. You you come down. We we take care of. Uh, I mean, listen, it's it's a it's a growing 
segment. We want to get it out there, you know, to everybody we can. We take care of our people that, that, that spend their time and, and energy and, and, and resources to, to promote the sport we love. And, and absolutely. So if you're out there, we'll take care of you. Oh, no, we're going to be there for sure, man, because I've been mad. You, I, I've been messaging Mel. I was like, look, here's this guy. He wants to talk to you. And, and like, uh, I got another question. I got somebody from the Jays out. It. Do y'all have a CBD sponsor? We actually, we did uh, through our first couple events. Uh, the company got sold. Uh, they were on that, the, the, the I guess, uh, uh, you know, stock chase, uh, uh, but they got sold. Yeah. Uh, but we, we currently looking for a, a partner again. What better Turf than House Farms. Turf House Farms? You can look them up. They uh, they do CBDs and uh, Jay's Jay's uh, he's the owner and he also he's he's got a I'm messing up. I messed. I'll, Jay, I'll definitely be in touch with him. Yeah, I'll have him. I'll, I'll get, get him to mess with you because I mean he's he'll and when when you try the drops or the cream and shit like where you're hurting, fighters need that stuff, man. It it, it helps them out. But yeah, no, that's a. It's That's a very good. I mean, uh, you know, uh, what better for uh, 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 you know to endorse a product uh, that's a pain relief than somebody that's paid to uh, inflict and receive pain? You know, so it's it's definitely a perfect fit. And it's better than powder second pills. That's why I tell everybody it's better than that. And, and you know, and it pisses the government off, but it works. Yeah, well, but, I'm, I'm actually my other business. My main business is is a distribution company. So I, I work uh, in the distribution of. of I saw uh, that. I researched yeah. you. I thought. I, I was a sales guy. I was like, he's distributing stuff. This guy, this you, you got that bank, man. Everybody knows that you got that bank. Anytime you're distributing stuff, you got it. But uh, <laughs> no, was, I was gonna ask you, what's yeah. what's Don like, man? When y'all are like, is he uh, does he does he is he like stoked about this? Like, does he get pumped up like he does back in the day? Oh yeah, yeah. Dada, Dada gets. Uh, uh, I mean, he's he's talking about even trying to, you know, come back, uh, uh, you know, and and whatnot, and do a fight himself in, in the triangle. Yeah, Look, I mean, he, he's he's was, stoked. He gets in. He sees. Uh, he works out. He's in our gym all the time. Our gym's literally across the street. Uh, this is my main office. So we have a gym with the ring built and and whatnot. So he's out there all day, uh, you know, doing stuff, meeting people, and working out. Uh, and he's been training himself. So he, uh, he's talked about trying to do a comeback. I've, I've tried as a friend, you know, like I said, as a promoter, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Come on in, you know, we'll, we'll promote, you know, but you know, as a friend and having gone with him or, uh, with, you know, through what he did you know, in 2016, <clears throat> when he actually flatlined, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, flatlined twice, uh, you know, once at the hospital, once on the way to the hospital, uh, and had a, you know, basically a long recovery period, you know, so, uh, uh, you know, we basically shut down BYB in 16 uh, after that, just to focus on his health and, and well-being. Um, in 18, uh, he was uh, almost back to his uh, old self. And that's when we started saying, all right, you, you know, you're back, you know, you're ready to, you know, promote, you're ready to work. You, you want to get that back. mouthpiece in. He's got to put that mouthpiece in so I can check his health all the time. That's yeah. what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, uh, well, yeah. So that's when we put together our, our first legal show, which is the the one here behind me, uh, yep. uh, 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 you know, brawl uh, in Wyoming, and uh, and then we just started uh, working from there. But that that is a great guy. I mean, literally, like I said, when I first uh, they told me, oh, you got to meet this, and I saw some of the videos, I was like, I loved it as a fan. But I was like, you know, well, you know, business is business, right? You know, and you got to yeah. put stuff. Together and there's kind of protocols and there's kind of you know the uh, you know then sponsors and ways to do things and there's yeah. the 
teamwork and you know so i thought to myself you know i don't know him you know is he going to be able to you know to to fit my you know kind of work uh, uh and as soon as i met him you know i was like you know this guy's great you know he he, he uh uh knowledgeable on everything uh very uh he's a, cool uh, dude. he's a cool dude everybody i've talked to says he's just he's smooth he like he's just cool chill dude he really is. I mean, you don't want to get on his bad side, but I rarely have ever seen him get on his bad side other than, you know, than, uh, when he's ready to, you know, to, to fight, to actually get in a fight. But uh, uh, absolutely cool cool guy. Comes with a, from a great family. His mom had passed away uh, uh, last year. Uh, she was absolutely great. She was, you know, featured in the dogfight movie as well. His brothers, uh, Racy and Rusi. Uh, I mean, just an all-around great family. They were actually from the Bahamas. Uh, and uh, uh, came over when Dada was a, a, a baby because Dada uh, had a medical emergency, and and uh, that's what they say that uh, his medical emergency is what actually turned him into the the giant of of a man that he is, you know, and his size and the strength that he got. But uh, I think it was um, I forgot what it was, but uh, uh, yeah, his condition. Uh, uh, one of my kids had it too, but they gave him a steroid. When he was a, a, you know just a baby or whatnot to get him through the thing, and he just they like said he was just continued to grow through life. So he was. Hey, uh, that's probably what, that's it. Shit, that's what my mom and dad should have done to me when I was a kid. God. Yeah. But no, when, man, was, I, when I first met him, he was on YouTube like bench pressing. I don't know, like six hundred pounds, something oh, like he that. He got some crazy videos. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I'm telling you, he hits anybody with that left hook, and it's lights out. I mean, he's got a mean left hook. Uh, all any of his punches, but really, when I see that left hook, I'm like, there's, I can't see anybody standing up from that. You need. I, I've been trying to get him. You tell him to look up Cody on Instagram, because I, I mean, I tell you what, I got some, I got some questions. I used to watch all his videos, man. I, I just got some questions. I'll, I'll go back. He'll have the flashback music going in the back of his head after I get done with him. But I know you. Hey, but I, I was gonna. I was just going. You got any shout outs or anything? I know you're busy. It's time zone and everything. But uh, yeah, first of all, thanks for coming on. Because I, I, like I said, your organization is, it's 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 building the right way. And I've been telling everybody that because uh, it's just I'm a big Alabama fan, and and uh, Nick Saban the way he built it. You know, you could longevity, and that's I seem like that's how y'all are doing it. Well, that's what we're trying to do. We build a foundation, you know, uh, a good core, good team of people, you know, try to, uh, 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 you know, spend your money wisely. And then when it's time to turn it on, then it's time to turn it on. But right now we've just been building and and, uh, and growing it. And and for me, just, you know, I, I, I want to thank, all, you know, all the fighters that are interested, the managers that we work with. You know, we're not the, uh, I guess, uh, uh you know, the prom queen right now in the, in the sport, you know, as far as uh, all the attention and all that I, stuff. But I'm going to fix uh, you for this. My ex-wife was the prom queen, so that don't and, say shit. And look how it it's turned out, yeah. Be the prom queen, man. You don't look have to be the prom out. Exactly, exactly. So so we're, we're in it for the long haul. We got a good product, and, and I think uh, I think the Trigon will speak for himself. Yeah. It is, man, and everybody needs to check it out. And uh, I'll be sharing y'all's links like crazy, man. But thanks for coming on for sure, man. Thank you for having me. I'll make sure Donna gets with you. You let me know when you need. Yeah, it. tell him. Tell him he, the redneck from up here. I'm, I've been messaging him. Tell him to come on. I just want to talk about his badass days, man. Uh, we'll take care of that. Thanks for having All me. Right, All right, thanks, sir. I see. Cool. All right, guys. We got. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna call. It. We got Psycho Joe. Got his management company, but he's got all kinds of cool stuff. Oh, Joe. Yeah. 
First off, first off, let me tell you something, Cody. Just building off of what my man right there, Mike Vasquez, said. Dude, he is so humble. He's almost too humble. That's what I tell everything, you. Yeah. Everything that they're building right now, everything that they're doing right now is first class, first level, and it's going to make every other wannabe bare knuckle organization look like a bunch of wannabes. Man, I'm going to tell you right now, based just simply off of one thing, our experience at BYB5. I want you to, that's what I want you to talk about. Cause look, people don't, if people don't know, you've been with the other organization. I'm not going to say it because I don't, you can say it. I don't you being talked about, you being thought about. I don't talk about but barbecue Kentucky fried chicken no more. That, okay. That's I what you talk call. about that no more. And okay. You know, I like right. Barbecue Kentucky fried chicken. I like to gobble it up, but I'm telling you right now, Mike Vasquez, BYB, Backyard Brawls, the Fear Harris. And if you don't know who that is, let me tell you something, son. That's a Donna 5000. He's a friend of my boy that was a very good friend of mine. And that was also an innovator of all of this. Kimbo Slice, Kevin Ferguson. Hell yeah! And I'm here to tell you right now, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you got a notebook, write this shit down. Hold on, hold on. I got my notebook. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. If you're a young fella like you that wants to put into your into your, into your uh, Instagram or whatever, let me tell you something. Mike Vasquez, BYB, Defer Harris, Data 5000, and everybody associated with that organization, they are legit, and they're too legit to quit because they've got something going on, my brother, and I'm going to tell you right now. I went down there with my boy, Jordan Mitchell. That was a hell, yeah. Oh, my brother. We almost broke the record for the knockout, right? Hold on a second. Give me a second. There we go. Hold on. It was pretty, I don't know. What, what's the record then? Because that was that was pretty quick. I think we tied it. I thought it was 21 seconds. Somebody yeah, said it was 15 quick. seconds. All I know is in eight seconds, Jordan <laughs> knocked a six foot three, 252 pound Marine, supposed Muay Thai fighter. And he dropped that bitch like a bad habit. Quick. And my boy Jordan Mitchell is so low-key. Yeah, After is. the fight was over, I told him and Kier, Kier, and Kier is my boy. He looks like Nelly. Acts like Nelly. And that's uh, Jordan the boy. And I was I, like, where the hell was all that action? I yo, like, when, he, when, he first dropped, when he first dropped when he first dropped that cat, he did the shimmy back to his corner. And then when he got up, he was like, oh, seek and destroy. And we, got you. we got oh. you a question. And he goes, this Joe, is got my house. I got you a question, Joe. They got a Carrie, Carrie and Carlos Leon. Uh, they asked about what you think about J.D. You remember we had a conversation on the phone the other day about how, how badass J.D. Oh, was. You want to talk about J.D. Burns? Hell yeah. Jamie Burns, that is my boy. 
part. Look, I worked on his cuts back in the lock in the dressing room after his fight. That JD Burns is a warrior. All right, but I'm not here to talk about JD Burns as much as I love JD Burns and Leo Pla. You saw Leo Pla, right? Oh, yeah. That was, dude, that I was completely shut. And he was saying, and he was ready to go, man. He... Fight. And they fucked him because they should have let him fight. I've seen Leo Pla fight like that before. I and suddenly, suddenly, they want to stop the fight. They should have let Leo continue. But Leo is one of the toughest hombres you'll ever meet in your life. He was, if you he... get a fight with Leo Pla, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, man. And this is a cat that had 40 bare-knuckle fights. 36 times it went my way. Four times I got my ass kicked hardcore. That's, all right? That's awesome. I'm, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about like, oh, this gets removed and everything, all that. But I'm telling you right now, Leo Pla is one of the toughest hombres I ever met in my life. And they should let they should have let it go one more round. But let me let me back up for a second. Because Cody, you know, you get me talking about fighting and I'll lose my mind. I'll start yeah, going that's what, that's crazy. What we're, that's what we're, we're, we're blowing loads. I blow my load all the time on this show. We just blow loads on this show. Dude. I understand, but let me back up. Let me back up for a minute. Let me back up for a minute. I want to tell y'all something. The reason that I know after 45 years of experience in this, and you know, I'm an old man, but I still love this shit, man. But the reason I know that, that I know that BYB is going to be super successful is because the guy that is directing the whole thing, the guy that's behind the scenes, and I, I'm kind of surprised, brother. That you got Mike Vasquez to come onto your show. I mean, Mike Vasquez is is a um, dude. He likes to build things. Oh, he's he's not a guy that wants to be out front. He's not a glory hound. Mike Vasquez is a behind the scenes guy, and 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 here's what he's never going to tell you guys. Let me get this straight right here. Listen to this, man. In Mexico, the country of Mexico, you know what they liked? They liked open wheel racing, right? Yeah. They had no use for NASCAR. Mike Vasquez took NASCAR to Mexico and made it huge. Mike Vasquez. I'm here to tell you right now, Mike Vasquez with BYB, that guy, he likes to build things. He doesn't want to be, he's he's like, and, and, and I even told him myself on his last show at BYB5, I said, Mike, man, people need to see you. You need to get up there and say something. He goes, Joe, I'm not a glory hound. That's nothing for me. I'm not, I, I just like to build stuff. I like to build stuff out like of Build really cool stuff. He does, man. Oh, Cody. He sure does. And he's building something super fucking cool. And what do you, uh, 
me, me for one, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of this. I'm glad to be associated with them because as anybody that knows anything about anything with bare knuckle, Scott Burt at the Bare Knuckle Boxing Hall of Fame, you know what I'm talking about. BKFC Barbecue Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know what I'm talking about. Dave Feldman, Dave, hey, Dave, Dave, Dave Feldman, you know what I'm talking about, brother. What was you guys at the beginning? And you guys run a very, you guys run a very questionable, questionable organization. But here's the great thing: if you don't give up, if you keep swinging, and you never surrender, you might, you might luck out and be associated with an organization like BYB Backyard Brawls. And you might get hooked up with somebody like Mike Vasquez. And I'm gonna tell you right now, there is nobody. Nobody in the fight game like Mike Vasquez. There's nobody. There's nobody. Positive as fuck. I, I was gonna ask you. You know how they got the the Hall of Fame and they have their own belts. What's the the belt they have? The hundred and eighty year old. Let me, let, me help, let me help you out with that. Let me help you out with that. I love Scott Burt. Okay. I, love, I oh, used yeah. to be his. I used to be the special. Advisor to the Bernacle Boxing Hall of Fame. And that's when I was associated with Bobby Gunn. And we all know tragically what is that with Bobby Gunn. But what, what, hang on, hang on a second, hang on a second. What? God damn it. Hang on, hang on one second. Okay. Can, can you give Can you give me one second? Somebody, uh, I got this fucking guy over here that wants to say something. Give me one second. I'll be right back. All right. You're cool. You're cool. Uh oh, this gonna be funny. Dude. Hey, brother! How you doing? My name is Psycho Joe. And I've <laughs> in this game they call bare knuckle fighting. Oh, yeah. I've been involved in this for 45 fucking years as a participant, as a manager. And let me tell you something, oh, yeah, brother. You got to listen to me right now. Listen to me right now. I'm in it. Psycho Joe has the info, the intel. Oh, I know you think just because he's old and ugly, he don't know <laughs> what he's talking about. Trust me when I tell you, son. We got something right here that's going to be bigger than the WWE. I'm telling you right now, BYB Backyard Brawls, going down with Mike Vasquez, going down with Dada 5000. I'm oh, talking yeah. about Dafir Harris. We're talking about the whole bare knuckle world is about to be set on their head. And we're going to do it in very short order. Oh, yeah, brother. That's you got to believe this. 
It's about to go down. It's going down like Charlie Brown clowning. Oh, talk to me one time. Now, let me yeah. ask you something. Let me, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, I'm ready to answer. All right, all right. If you or your grandmother or your mama or your daddy were at Walmart and a fight broke out between a couple of big strapping badass dudes and they started bang, bang, boogie. Would you stop and watch or would you run away? Oh, no, I'd be right there. They would actually probably start punching me. Watching your mother would watch and your grandmother would watch. And everybody would stand back and watch. And that's why Baron is going to make boxing look like a fucking pillow fight. That's what, hey, it already does. We're going to make boxing look like a pillow fight. And this hurts me because boxing is my first love. But I'm here to tell you, brother. Bare knuckle is the shit. And BYB, backyard brawls with Mike Vasquez down there in Hollywood, Florida at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, hosted by the Seminole Tribe. Oh, Great. we take it. We, we, we're doing a takeover, baby. We're doing a takeover, baby. We're doing a takeover. We're going to do a takeover that you've never seen before and get ready. Strap on your seatbelt. Get ready to ride because it's going down for real and it starts July 16th. I have my fighter, Gabriel Fryer. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. This is it. Yeah. Right. My man, we're taking on a monster. Wait till you see who we're taking on, baby. We're taking on a monster, my man. Hell yeah. He's here to tell you that we got something we've never seen before. And if we can find a Florida heavyweight, and listen to me, all you tough guys, all you want to be tough guys, you saw what my heavyweight Jordan Mitchell does when he gets in there with somebody. Hey, if you live in Florida, you think you're a tough guy? You think you're tough? Hey, Florida, Florida. Hey, the whole state of Florida. I don't give a fuck where you live. As long as you're in Florida. And you can get your ass down to Hollywood, Florida. July 16th at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. I got a bare knuckle fight for you. I got a bare knuckle fight for you, son. I'm telling you right now, son. I have a bare knuckle heavyweight fight for you. His name is Jordan Mitchell, and they call him Iron Man. And he ain't scared of nobody. He ain't even worried about nobody. Get your ass ready and come on down there. And then just talk, talk to my promoter, man. Reach out, reach out to BYB. Hey, look, I'm going to find somebody. I'm gonna, I, Man, there's enough heavyweights looking for a fight. We got to get a fight, man. Somebody right now. I need a heavyweight. I don't know who it is. My heavyweight will knock any What's, motherfucker out, period. We got managers in here. Hold on. Uh, hey, Carrie, Carlos. Hey, y'all got any heavyweights? I don't care. He's my boy. 
Yeah, we got we got different people in here. But we like, got a guy hey. heavyweight from Florida. Everybody finding heavyweight we got from Florida because remember, Cody, Cody, remember, we're in a hurt business. But it's hey, but take, hey, it's all they can drink beer after. We're they doing it at the Timberwolf Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. We need asses in the seats. We need oh. asses in the seats. So hey, I need a I... local heavyweight that wants to take on my heavyweight from Indianapolis, Indiana. You want you want yeah. some of this? You saw you saw him. You want some of this? You want some? Come on. You well, want some? We've already we've already listened. My 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 middleweight, Gabriel Fryer, 155-pound fighter. We done stepped up. We've accepted a fight. We're gonna announce who it is as soon as soon as I get the contract. I'm going to announce it, but I'm going to tell you right now. Gabriel has stepped the fuck up. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. Taking on a big-ass fucking professional fighter. And Gabriel is going to knock this motherfucker in the next week. You got me ready to go through a wall right now. Like, I'm sitting here like... Right now, I'm like, 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 crazy over here. Let's do this, Cody. That's what I said. Hey, hey listen. Hey, next, time, next time we do this, it's going to be in studio. Oh, yeah. Now we're going to do some crazy. I'm going to blow your fucking mind. Hey, look, I got to ask you, though, about the belt. Okay, the, the Scott Burt, you know how they got the belt, the uh, the Gazette belt? Is that only for BKFC? Isn't that supposed to be for any bare knuckle, though? Like anywhere? Okay, so let me let me let me let me break it down for you really quickly. It's a real quick educational seminar. Scott Burt up in Belfast, New York, with the Bare Knuckle Boxing Hall of Fame. Those barns that he has established for the Bare Knuckle Boxing Hall of Fame were built when William Muldoon went and this is no lie. He kidnapped John O'Sullivan from Boston to prepare him for the fight against Jake Kilrain. Jake Kilrain at the time was a 190-pound longshoreman who was backed by this guy named Steve Fox, and they made this belt, right? They made this, they made this belt for this guy, and they said, he's the heavyweight champion. Here's the deal. John O'Sullivan was about 300 pounds, alcoholic. He was way out of shape. William Muldoon came down to Boston, kidnapped John O'Sullivan, took him up to Belfast, New York. And if you've ever been to Belfast, New York, and listen, I love Scott Burt. I love what he's done with that whole thing. I love the whole deal about it. They took John L., and they had to literally, literally, Locking down with shackles because he was an alcoholic. So he went to the DTs, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm going to sum this up for you really quick. When Jake Kilrain was set to fight John L. Sullivan, Jake Kilrain was considered to be the young, tough guy, right? And John L. Was a fat fucking alcoholic. William Muldoon took him to Belfast, New York, in the barns that Scott Burt manages. I saw pictures. 
I saw those pictures this weekend from their yeah, thing. I've, I've, I've been to, I've been there five times. I've been there five times. Five it was times. cool looking. It's beyond cool. I'm gonna tell you right now. When you go into those gyms, you can feel the energy. Yeah, of the old champions. Yeah, so, it's so, so, so William Muldoon, who was a Greco-Roman wrestler, a champion, he kidnapped John O'Sullivan, took him up there, they tied him down, and trained him like a fucking freak, right? That's so, what you gotta do. so, 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 when the heavyweight title fight went down, everybody met in New Orleans, and you had to buy a ticket. You had to buy a ticket in New Orleans. You didn't know where you were going. That's the best part. No, here's the best part. The average income back in 1889 was about a $450, $450, something like that. And uh, the ticket was $15. So can you imagine telling your wife, yeah, I'm fixing to spend about, I don't know, 20% of our whole total annual income. I can't tell you where I'm going. I'm going to get on a train. I'm not even sure where the fuck I'm going. And I'm going to watch a heavyweight title fight. So they got on the train and they went to Richburg, Mississippi, 1889, July 8th. Brother, I'm here to tell you, at 10 o'clock in the morning, it was already 100 degrees. July. Southern I know. Mississippi. It's hot out there. Man, my man, my man, my man, my man. Listen. Everybody. Everybody. Bet it on Jake to win his fight. That awesome money. Oh, brother, let me tell you something. My man, there was 3,000 people there. 3,000. Oh, 3,000. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. John L. Sullivan gets up. He takes his robe off. And brother, you could hear all 3,000 of those people go, oh, shit. Because when John L. dropped his robe, that he was 215 pounds of rock solid muscle. Right. And, listen, and listen, Cody, Cody, this was back when they wore the knee eye boots with yep. one fucking steel spikes in their feet. So Jake Kilrain resorted to stomping on John O'Sullivan's foot. He was stomping on his foot. John L. was like fucking his ass up. And at one point, John L. stepped back and said, Son, you going to fight me or what are you going to do? Do you want to fight? Long story short, 75 rounds, two hours, 16 minutes later, uh, John L. had beat this kid so fucking mercilessly that Professor Jake Donovan. Holy shit. And here, here, and here, here's the rub. Here's the rub, Cody. Here's the rub, baby. Everybody says nobody's ever been killed fighting bare knuckle. Bullshit. There's a bunch of motherfuckers got killed bare knuckle. Jake, Professor Jake Donovan stepped up and said, "I'm stopping the fight. I've already seen three men die this year." And they were picking John. John L. Sullivan was ready to go. Jake 
You said 72 rounds, right? Two hours, 16 minutes, and some odd seconds. But here's the deal. Back then, back then, back then, when you, when you, if you, if you lost a round, it was a fight to the finish, so there weren't no points, right? So Jake Kilrain would get up and take a knee and get a 30 second rest and then come back to scratch. Brother, at the very end of this fight, Jake Kilrain had no idea where the fuck he was at. And dude, the Boston Strong boy, John O'Sullivan was beating this boy's ass. God, that's crazy. They brought him back to scratch. And he had no idea where he was at. Hey, Joe, you got one. I got this guy. Uh, what's his name? Richard's got a bunch of questions. He wants to ask you. Uh, talk to me. He, talk he, to me. Come on. Let's talk to me. I'm a historian. Uh, I know this shit. Let's go. Richard, you know Richard, the guy that uh, that uh, he's mad at you because he – he wanted to whoop me for some reason. You know oh, what I'm talking Richard, about? You talking about Richard? The goddamn problems, a bitch. What the fuck? Ah! What do you want to say to me? Uh, oh, he he said, "No, no, put him on, put him on." I don't want to read he, a tweet. Tell him to get on with me. I've already told that fuck. I already told him. Shut the fuck up. Look, look, let me tell you about Rich. Let me tell you about Richard. First off, you did Richard has been for a while. He tags me on Facebook, says he wants to fight me and everything. I, and you know what? Oh, I took it as I tell you what, fuck that motherfucker. He challenged me, said I'll take you out of retirement. Dude, I'm almost 60 years old. I, I leave chunks of guys like him in the fucking toilet every goddamn morning when I take a shit. And I'm gonna take a shit in about 30 minutes, and I'm gonna leave more chunks of that fucking bitch Richard in the toilet. Are you I'm gonna tell you something funny since we're talking about Richard. Uh, I got a buddy over in England, Christian. He does the Spartan fights, and uh, and he's always tagging me. Richard's always tagging me to fight, and he he was like, "We'll fly you over to England." I'm like, "Fucking hell yeah!" Fish and talk, you know, fish and chips, drink some beer. But guess what? I can't get Richard to get a hold of Christian. Dude, let me tell you something, brother, Cody. It's like I, t- like I told Richard the fucking problem. He ain't the cure. He's the problem. He's a disease. You go get a shot of penicillin, usually clears that shit up. But when it persists like this, then what you got to do is you got to eradicate it. You go, come here, bitch. Pop, 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 pop. I'm almost 60 years old. He's challenged me to come out of retirement. Bruh, do yourself a favor. Go fuck your mother because I just got off that bitch. Look, I, I was gonna tell you. Uh, I told uh, and Christian was like, "Okay." In the post, he said, "He said let's do it in the pits." I'm like, "Richard, man, message him, man." I don't think Richard's message one person. Like he, he went, and then, but let me tell you, what he, Richard kind of got in love with me last night though. He sent me a video, a uh, voicemail. He told me I look like he. He said, "Cody, you look just like Lim Nelson. You look like Lim Nelson, man." And I'm like. Do you want to fight me or fuck me now? You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> I want to tell you right now, I think, I think I hear just between you and me and everybody watching this podcast, and uh, Richard, I know you're listening. Hey, listen, Richard, Richard, listen really carefully. I know you're a closet homosexual and you want to dick up your ass. So just shut the fuck up and go get fucked. Go to a wash house. Go to, go to where Obama was at. Go to ah! <laughs> 
Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? <laughs> oh my god, I think I pissed my pants, Joe. Holy fuck. My brother, my brother, I'm gonna tell you right now. Hey, Richard. <laughs> Richard Dick for short, because your old lady already told me after I fucked her in the ass, you know, she said your dick is really short. Short Richard Dick. That's him. She was like, I can't take, she was like, she was like, uh, uh, uh. Anyway, Richard, 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 leave my boy Cody alone, man. Dude, Joe, I'm going to read you the message. This is what he just said to you. Read it to read it, brother. Is he is he talking to you right now? He said, Joe, I'm gonna message your wife, bro. <laughs> That's what he just said. Oh, okay, okay. Guess what, dickhead? Guess what, dickhead? Guess what, you little dick bitch. First off, first off, um don't ever, don't ever, don't ever. You get you get you get one you get you get one warning. Don't ever mention my wife, okay? I, I know. I couldn't believe number, it. Number two, number two, number two, number two, Richard. Number two, Richard, you little fucking dick. I tell you what, son. I'm going to fuck you up. Whoa, what happened? That, that, I was laughing at Richard. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Where am I at? I, got, I, lost, you. I lost you. I lost you. Where do I got to go? Oh, I'm looking at you. I lost you. I know you're. You're, you're. Yeah, there yeah, we yeah go, you're. There we go. There we go. Yo, Richard. Hey, Richard. 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 <laughs> God damn it, Richard! I told you not to say shit. Now you look like a bitch on the air. Now, Richard. God, no, I you. no, I'm not gonna look like a bitch. We're gonna make him a bitch. As a matter of fact. Uh, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got a couple of fucking uh, pipe hitting motherfuckers from the penitentiary that want to make Richard their bitch, and they live out there in California where you live, son. And well, guess what? They're gonna come see you, and they're gonna, uh, they're gonna be uh, introducing you something you never seen before, son. However, hey, if you've seen it before, if you've seen it before, I wouldn't be surprised because hey, you're a pipe-sucking fuck, Richard. Joe, you got him, Joe. You fucked him bad. Hey, Joe. Dude, I, I, I'm listening. This is not talk. This ain't talk. Oh, I know. That motherfucker wants to step to me. Let me tell you something. I've already said it. Alley chokes or pokes like him at a toilet every morning when I take a shit. And guess you know, what? In the morning, in a few hours, I will dump a fucking chunks that will look just like Richard the fucking problem. Just yeah, to look like these fucking punk bitches. You want some? Let me explain something to you, man. Let me explain something to you, man. You see all this wrinkles and stars right here? This didn't happen by accident. You get a Tiger Energy drink. It happens because I'm a goddamn maniac. Psycho Joe maniac. Come see me, bitch. I will rip your eyeballs out of your head and skull fuck you to death. You fuck God damn it, that's what bitch. I'm talking about. Oh, shit. Hey, Joe. Oh, bitch. Bro, you, he's off now. I think he got off. 
No, no, he got off. He's probably jacking off, and I just made him fucking nut like a motherfucker because (laughs) this is what he wanted. He wanted some motherfucker like me saying, I'm coming for you, boy. And guess what, boy? Guess what, son? I'm going to help you out with something, brother. (laughs) Go fuck your mother, because I just got through fucking her up the ass, you fuckhead. Oh, shit. Hey, Joe, uh, I was going to let you got any shout-outs or anything, because I got Quentin Henry, hero, coming on next, and I – and uh, Richard, I think you I just- got a shout out, Richard. Shout out for you, but I also want to shout out to uh, Mike Vasquez and uh, Vasquez and BYB and Gabriel Fryer and Jordan Mitchell and JD, JD Burns, Leo Pla. Listen, man, all this shit is uh, it's just bullshit because these guys that. They try to get me worked up, and I'm easy to get worked up. It's easy to get me worked up because guess what? When I get worked up, I work out. And when I work out, I work out on your fucking head. And I start dropping these fucking bombs on you. And guess what? They go, oh, my God. Now I know why they call him Psycho Joe. Oh, my God. You're fucked like, now. Don't don't ask. Don't don't start shit and then say, "Oh, I ain't know you was no goddamn job." Shut the fuck up, bitch. Hell yeah, Joe. Hey, Joe. Uh, we're gonna hook a link up and get Gabriel and them on right before their fight. Man, listen, baby. We'll do it in studio too. That's I want. I want to be in studio next time, Gabriel. All right, man. We're gonna do it for sure. But I'm gonna get Love hit. You, here, right? Let's go, baby. Yeah, your, your, your podcast, baby. Hell Let's yeah. Do it. <laughs> but, hey, Joe. Thanks for coming on for sure, man. I got you, baby. Right, Joe. Boom. <laughs> awesome, 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 awesome. He's ready to kill somebody. Uh, uh, I'm going to get Henry in here. Let me, uh, let's see. Henry. Oh man! Hey, what's up, Quinn? We had a we got, we we just had a. It was one of the funniest moments. You, you had, he just cut the best promo ever. Probably it was funny. Hold on a second. I can't. Can you hear me now? Are, Are you good? I hear you. Yeah, yeah, man. Sounded exciting. Oh yeah, no, dude. I was gonna I was gonna talk, man. I was talking to Vince, man. Uh, when we were down in Birmingham, I was like. You're the biggest motherfucker in the arena, man. Man, like how you like, like what do you walk around at? I, I was, I gotta ask you, man. You, you, you look like you were bigger than all the heavyweights. I walk around about two twenty, probably. That's usually what I stay up. <clears throat> Dude, because that's that's pretty good, man. Uh, they got you a fight lined up anytime. They got. Is it coming to the very near future? You that I heard it was, but I didn't know if it's official. Like when it'd be official. Yeah, we're kind of working on one now. Um, still in some contract negotiations and also we'll uh we're kind of getting that settled so hopefully we'll have something within the week that we'll we'll be able to to look at um they offered me a deal and i you know kind of liked it you know anytime there are deals like that you know there's little things to go back and forth on and uh so you know that's just kind of the process we're in right now so seeing where that's going to line up but uh all goes well i should be fighting hopefully august uh, but they've named uh three or four different cards throughout the year they want me to fight on. So 
Um, I mean, it could be August, but definitely, definitely plan on getting three in before, before the year is over. <clears throat> now, but now, I, uh, Andrew said, what's up? Well, <laughs> no, but now, but I was going to ask you, like, are you, is it going to be 205? Is that where you're going to stay at? Because I saw rankings where you were ranked as a heavyweight too, but is 205 where you're going to, is that where it's going to be at? Yeah, uh, my first fight was at heavyweight, but it was supposed to be at like 200, and uh, the guy just couldn't make the weight, so we met at like 215. Um, <clears throat> I tried to go heavyweight for a little bit because I thought that's what they were wanting me to do. I was putting on a bunch of weight and stuff, and I got up, I got up to about 240 or 245, and I was just so uncomfortable. Um, and I was having problems with my back and my shoulders, you know, things like that. So um, my feet and. Uh, so I, I just dropped back down and uh, and went the 205 route, which I mean, uh, you know, I, I've I've gotten so good with my diet and everything that, you know, like uh, with the the Lieben fight, I woke up and I took a hot shower and went downstairs and I was at weight. So you know, I mean, I don't, I don't I don't I don't walk around much bigger than 205. I try to stay pretty lean. Yeah, dude. Back to that fight, man. I was, I mean, that was that had to been awesome just for the fact of, I mean, I watched him the first. You know, watch him on the Ultimate Fighter growing up, and just talking with him on social media, and then you getting to be able to be in there with him, and uh, and I and I, I had money on things that I, I I have I've had money on you because I and uh, the way I felt like you brought the brawl that he wanted, like I, I felt like that was but that was the fight that he needed, and that, dude for that moment it was a fucking badass fight, man. Yeah, yeah, it worked out pretty good for him. Uh, you know. Um, and that, that was kind of, I guess, you know, I don't really have regrets in it, but, you know, just the way <clears throat> the way that I went out fighting him was how I, I fought that fight, how I expected them to want me to fight. Um, yeah. I'm a lot better fighter than that when it comes to boxing. Um, I mean, you saw the fight before. I, I, I knocked that dude out in 25 seconds. He didn't even touch me. Um, you know, but, my you know, even my whole demeanor was different in the fight with Lieben, but um, it was more about, that's what that's what I was supposed to do. I guess you want to say um, I was supposed to go out there. We're supposed to have a war. We're supposed to brawl, and really, that's the last thing you're supposed to do with Chris Lieben. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, and and I get paid to entertain, and um, I get paid to fight, and that's that's the way I was expected to fight in that fight. Now you know, have have to do it over again. Um, you know, I would have. Uh, I'd probably pace myself a little more, not let the tiger get out the cage so much. Um, you it, was, know, uh, it was a crippler, though, man. I, I, I guarantee you're like, it's the fucking crippler. Let's do this shit, man. I, that's what I. I mean, it was like one of those moments where you know you're you're getting to. I mean, he fought the spider. You know, he's been. I mean, he's he welcomed him into the UFC. So, so what you got to do? A lot of people don't get to do. So, I, it had to be like in your head. Let's fucking. Let's, uh, let's, let's at, show that, at that moment when it was about to go down, he wasn't. He wasn't a person to me anymore. He wasn't the crippler or whoever. I wasn't scared at, at all. Um, if you go back and watch the film, you can tell. Um, you know, I had him scared. I know he was second guessing. You know who he was in his mind when all that started. And uh, you know, but and that that's you can tell by the way the fight started out. You know, my biggest disappointment in the fight was that he ran the whole time. And, uh, yeah. you know, there's not a single moment in the fight where he was coming forward. And and that is not what I expected at all. I don't know if that was like his game plan to, you know, get me so fired up that I was going to be headed forward and get me out of my game plan, which it worked. If, you know, maybe that was a savvy little veteran movie had there. But, uh, 
you know, as soon as he started backpedaling, when everything started off, it was kind of like, all right, well, I definitely didn't expect Chris Levin to be taking steps backwards, <laughs> you know, during this fight. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, I wish it would have lasted longer. Uh, I wish the I wouldn't have caught the, you know, the shot to the eye in the very beginning. You know, that kind of kind of changed the momentum for me yeah. um, as far as you know, because at, up until that point, I felt like I was being pretty controlled. Um, I knew I had landed a pretty good body shot on him that had hurt him. And, um, and then, you know, when we were getting tied up in the clinch, he'd go to tie up and I would grab and I'd lock him up, lock his hands down. We, because that's where he wants to be. You know, he want, we, we knew he was going to be looking to clinch and then throw the left. So, you know, I got on the one side, blocked the left hand, put him against the ring, um, you know, and wait for the ref to say break, you know, but in bare knuckle, I found out the hard way. You don't wait for the ref to say break. You wait for them to physically pull you apart. Um, because he said break three times, and I stopped on the second, and he punched me in between the second and third. That's what so, I was wondering. I, I, I thought they were going to duck something from that. I, I, I didn't know. I felt like that shot was not supposed to happen, but I, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, well, that's not for me to decide. You know, you are supposed to protect yourself at all times, you know. Um, so, you know, not saying, you know, like Chris was doing it on purpose or whatever. I know sometimes you just get tied up. You're just fighting. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but you know, for me, that kind of did uh, that kind of did change. I guess when you go back and look at the fight, you can kind of tell that my demeanor and everything had changed. At that point, it was kind of like everything was out the window. Uh, Let's go. I'm about to just try and kill him, you know. Um, so, what did it look like? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was fun, you know. In hindsight, uh, like I said, I, I if, if me and Chris Lieben fought a hundred more times, I win ninety nine of them. <laughs> That's the only way you lose if you fight Chris Lieben, if you fight him that way. And uh, but, you know, people didn't didn't want to watch me fight him to watch me boxing. They wanted to watch me, you know, rage out on him and, and go wild. And, you know, they got what they got, what they wanted, I guess. After you got your fight coming up, you get when you get this win right here, is there going to be a when's the 205 belt? Like, what are they? There's got to be you've got to be right there. They got to be about to put you in the title contention. I mean, at, at somewhere, right? I mean, you have to be. Um, I, I don't know. I assume you look at uh, when you look at the rankings. I think right now I'm number four um, in the world, and uh, I think it's Lorenzo. I don't know who's ahead of me. I know it's Hector and Lorenzo, and apparently there's a there's a third person on the four. Uh, but you uh. Maybe it's Lieben. Maybe they have him ranked now. I'm not sure. Yeah. Even though you're retired, that doesn't make any sense. But I don't know. <clears throat> but, uh, no, nah, man, I don't know. You never know. I, I thought we were supposed to have a tournament for the belt. And then it looks like uh, Hector and and uh, Riggs are going to be fighting for it. So uh, I really don't care. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to fight while I'm still able to. I'm trying to, you know, make money while I'm still able to. And, uh I want to compete while I'm still able to. And and as long as I'm able to do that, I think, you know, if I'm able to do it the right way, you know, um, you start getting to where you're fighting on this level, you know, you're fighting guys that are training full time. They're doing it for a living. You know, they're not working, you know, three or four jobs and trying to fit training in when they can, um, you know, how they're, you know, however they're doing that either way. But, uh, you know, they're expecting me to fight the best in the world. Then I got to train like the best in the world. So, um, you know, you got to have sponsors or, or something for that. You know, that's not cheap to do. 
Um, so, you know, working on trying to get all that set up and all. But as far as, you know, a title goes, I don't know what they're going to do, to be honest with you. Um, I know I know Lorenzo is ahead of me as far as somebody getting a shot at it. You know, I, I lost my last fight. So as far as I'm concerned, my name shouldn't even be in there until I get a win. Um, you know, you can't just assume I'm going to get another one and be back in there. It ain't, you know, it's called fighting, not winning. So, yeah. um, you know, we'll we'll go through that. Uh, I want to focus on this next fight. I'm trying to get a good camp set up, put together, and uh, and just go in there. And, and I want to show people how I really know how to fight. You know, um, I've shown – I started out like that Jason fan fight. Felt great. Felt good. You know, the dude just didn't stand there very long. He didn't take much damage before he was over with. Uh, you know, but I'm uh, – I'm going right back to that, you know, and, and that's, that's going to be real bad for my next opponent because he's going to get hurt bad. And the longer he stands up, there's some more damage he's going to take is all that matters and adds up to. You got a good team too. You got Ryan down there training with you. And is your, is your dad, your coach, is that who your coach is? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's gotta be cool, man. That, that's that gotta be cool. Cause uh, my dad coached me at everything. And that's gotta be cool to, to this point in time. You can still have your dad coach with you. That's gotta yeah, be cool, man. Been, uh, yeah, he's been coaching me since I was a kid, you know. Um, <clears throat> my dad's been my MMA coach. He's always, you know, coached the team that we had. Um, you know, I brought in uh, Bruce McDaniel for my last camp. Um, he's old, old-timey, old-school boxing guy, you know. Um, I worked with him in the past, you know, but I did a lot of MMA stuff back then. So, it, you know, straight boxing wasn't as applicable. But, you know, we brought him in after that and, uh, you know, was able to get some of that some of that good uh, good knowledge on his hand and uh, bring him into the group and it's uh, it's been a pretty pretty good time man you know we're trying to <clears throat> trying to get everybody in town together I've been trying to do more cross training with the local gyms and trying to get them a little oh, more cool. bit, get them pumped up you know to you know help everybody out you know so we can have a, a big group show up and and you know come together as a group instead of you know, a lot of hometowns they got you know rivalries between little gyms and stuff, and yeah, you know, that's all that 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 small picture stuff. You know, um, I ain't about that. So you know, I've got a couple guys from our town, and you know, there hasn't been that many of us from where I'm from that actually have gotten a chance to to go do something like that, especially when it when it you know concerns fighting. I guess I'm really the only one, um, but uh, you know, we've you know had guys go fight you know, legacy or fight pass and stuff like that. But, um, and I used to do the same thing in MMA, you know, was just stick to myself and stick to my own group and, you know, yeah. um, but, but it, you know, it took me going out here and fighting with these guys, you know, and bare knuckle and seeing these guys, how they're training and the people they're training with and the stuff they're doing to realize that, uh, you know, I was a, I was a big fish in a little pond, you know, when I come home. And, uh, you know, there's a much bigger, there's a sea out there, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to help, uh, you know, some of the younger guys that, that kind of coming up, you know, through the sport, even that aren't at my place or my gym, you know, I'm just trying to let them know, like, Hey, you want to make it, bro. This is, this is what we got to do. You know? So, um, there, I feel like there's a lot of that. I saw you at that boxing thing over the week, like last weekend there, like you're, you're help, you're with the local people. That's cool. I'm from a small town and, you know, Usually you don't see that. Usually there, you you seem like you are like the local here. People are starting to come around you, and you're growing it out there pretty good. I I, I can see it. Yeah, I mean we uh, that's one of my coaches uh, that I started. Everybody from around here, coach or spark or box with coach Sparky. 
you know, they do the Louisiana games with the amateurs and, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun, man. I think it was like, I got a table and, uh, it was relatively cheap for like two days. We got to watch like 30 something fights and, it's not uh, bad. <laughs> yeah, man, it was even like as young as like eight year old kids were in there, you know, just scrapping. So, that's, that's you know, it was, it was fun to go watch that kind of stuff and all, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, we're, we're kind of a small town and, uh, so you know I, it's funny you know nobody here really knows who i am but uh you would think i would be more of a more of a big deal here but but i'm not i'm just quentin <laughs> you know, small towns are kind of weird like where i'm from yeah. you could be famous and they don't it's, it's small towns are weird like that you know they 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 treat everybody the same you know they don't really you, you know <laughs> yeah i mean i don't i don't get treated like i'm any different you know around here it's not like you know i mean i, I do run into a lot of people that i know that talk to me and, and stuff like that but you know it's not like I'm not on the front page of every paper, and you know, West Monroe ain't wondering what I'm up to. Yeah, no, I don't mind it. You know, they, uh, but you know, I don't, I don't mind it as much because when I, when I, I, I get recognized and talked to more when I go out of town than I do at home. You know, just I'll just be out of town somewhere, and somebody be like, "Hey, you know, you're that guy from." I'm like, "Yeah, hey, how you doing? You know, Quentin. You know, talk to you and." But like when I come home, I don't have that very often. <laughs> I guess that, that, can, that, is good, that can be good. That can be good. Dude, you yeah, that Ryan's fine. In Birmingham, Ryan's fine. What did you think about that stoppage, man? I was shocked. I, I was up. I was kind of close. And I, I was like, I, I mean, I, I bet money on Ryan. And I was like, I, I, after it was over, I was like, he can still fight. Was it a bad cut? Like, how bad was it? I mean, <clears throat> At first, you know, I was more aggravated that they didn't let us work the cut in between the round. Um, there was a, something that happened with the clock and where we couldn't hear it ringside. So the round went like 20 seconds extra or something. And then. Yeah, that, um, that was the fight. That was yeah. unreal, man. And that then the, the doctor came in and looked at the cut before the cut man got to even do anything to it. So, like, by the time the cut man got to it, they didn't really get to work on it at all and uh you know neither did we so um then the fight started so i didn't really get to see it in between rounds even know what was going on and and i didn't know i, I still don't know to this day if, if the cut was worse after they stopped it you know if it got worse between when the round started and that's what i was trying to figure out after the fight because the to me it seemed like the fight had only been going for about 15 seconds and he hadn't gotten hit in that eye <laughs> But then the ref stopped it for the doctor to look at it again. And I was like, he just looked at it. How could it look any different? He hasn't gotten hit again. <laughs> you know, he was just trying to he was like, let's get this thing over with. I'm a dick. I'm <laughs> like, why are we why are we looking at the cut again? And then he stopped the fight. And then again, I had the question. I'm like, well, why didn't you stop it 20 seconds ago? He hasn't gotten hit in it. It shouldn't look any different. Why now is it an issue now? And I don't know. He may have gotten hit in it, but after the fight, when you look at the cut, um, a lot of times the reasons that they are told to stop fights or reasons that make them stop fights um, is when a cut starts to like, if you got a cut that goes straight across, like that's no big deal. But as soon as your cut goes across and starts to tear down, well, now you have an avulsion. And now an avulsion is like a flap of skin that's missing. So say his eye, I forget exactly, but it was going down and then coming back up across. Oh, okay. And I then that you. tear down like that 
if he were to get caught weird, he might not even get caught weird. He could have been in a clinch and the guy's, you know, wraps could have scratched across it and caught and it'll actually tear that flap of skin out. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with the stoppage or anything like that because it was, you know, it's a cut that could end up being much worse just from one little thing. So, uh, I was just, I was didn't understand what was going on. You know, I'm like, you know, how does it look? Any nobody did, man. The bell, they, I mean, that fault, I mean, the bell rung and they were still going. And I was, I mean, I heard it cause I was kind of close to it. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? I was like, are they, there's no bell anymore. And I, and, and as that, I was like, luckily yeah. somebody didn't get hit at that. If somebody got knocked well, out during that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to take into consideration, you know, that's the first bare knuckle event we've had in Alabama. Um, you know, that was the first time that commission had ever worked on a fight like that, of that scale that I know of. I don't, I don't think UFC or anybody else has been in Alabama, you know, so that's probably the largest promotion that's been there, uh, you know, and to work, it, it, there's a lot going on, man. You've been to the shows as far as with the cameras and, and all that, you know, all that stuff coordinating all at one time. And, um, you know, it's, it's a surprise that it goes off without any problems, you know, yeah. as many, as many pegs as there are in the system. It, uh, you know, so, and, and that was one of the very first fights, you know, and, uh, I don't know, I, I can't even understand how we couldn't hear the bell at ringside, but then the people in the stands had heard it. Because, like, it they was knew so the bell. He, he I just, don't know. But, like, was, on, he, live, he, on TV or whatever, you could hear the bell. But you, we oh, they could? Yeah, supposedly the people – or maybe the people watching said they couldn't hear it or something. I don't remember what it was. It was something weird. I don't know. But It was the craziest – I was – I thought I was the only one heard it. It was – maybe I was, you know, in my head, I'm like, I'm hearing shit now, you know, because yeah. – and then, you know, everybody's freaking out. I'm like, God, yeah. dog. Hey, I'm all Roll Tide, I'm all Alabama guy, but guy, I can tell you this right now. If Nick Saban would have been there, he would have fired them all. He would have said, "You can't have that <laughs> shit like that." I yeah. promise you that. Fired. But not, that shit would have run like a top of Nick Saban there. No, it would have fucking killed somebody. He would have he would have fired the whole thing. But no, dude, I know you're busy, not dude. I see uh, I see you drinking. You own, is that your drink shop with those drinks and stuff? Yeah, I own a a, a nutrition shop. It's an Herbalife Nutrition Shop, Fuel Factory. Hey, we, I, we come down to Louisiana. I, we duck hunting and stuff, and I'm gonna try. I'm gonna have to slide by there and check that out. Cause, man, I don't know what y'all. They look really good. Man, they are. They're all natural. Uh, we got they got like 200 milligrams of caffeine, vitamins. There's all kind of different flavors. Oh, so you do put the okay. That's awesome as fuck, dude. That, that's yeah, some it's good like shit. a healthy nope. energy drink. They got stevia in them, so it doesn't mess with your glycemic index, your glycemic levels, and you know, sugar free, all the good stuff. You know, people need to, you know, you're drinking it. If you want to look like the hero, you got to start drinking that shit. That's, that's what, well, that's what you, know, you would think that people would, cause I drink them every day and then I drink the shakes cause we do meal replacement shakes too, you know? Um, oh, so you do they, that. So you do all that stuff. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Our shop sells. Yeah. We sell the meal replacement shakes and they taste really good. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're the difference in meal replacement, like a protein shake is meal replacement has vitamins and minerals that you should get out of your food. You know, that's the purpose of it. But then Herbalife also has the digestive enzymes and stuff like that in it. You know, it helps with your, your gut health and also. Uh, but, yeah, man, uh, I own the shop. So, yeah, I obviously use the products. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's uh, people are like, how do you lose all that weight? How do you do this? I'm like, well, it's really not that hard. You know, I, just, you know, I fast. I restrict calories. When I do eat, I eat 
shakes and you know healthy stuff you know but uh you gotta get vince a commercial man vince scott's gotta get you a commercial uh, man and you know have somebody like like me and then i'll drink it and then kaboom i go away and then i have my and then it's it the betty white moment man the betty white moment you know what i'm talking about that's what you need it would be funny as hell. It'd be like, yeah, like, I, and then all you gotta do is what this drink, this drink, and then you turn. That's what that would be the funniest commercial ever. Dude. It just pops up. I'm down. But anyway, man, I know you're busy, man. You got any shout outs or anything you got going on, man? Uh, and I, I take too much of your time up. Oh no, man, you're good. Um, I've got. Hey, uh, Vince said done deal. Vince said it's a done deal. Done. We'll make it happen so, for sure. Airmed, uh, hemp extracts. It's a big sponsor of mine. This guy's out of Texas. Um, they got great CBD products. Um, yeah, I got it, Dance. Airmed hemp. We'll tag them. <laughs> but, yeah, they got great products. We're looking at trying to make a trip out there and go hang out with those guys soon. Um, maybe do a commercial, get some working out in, maybe do some boxing, stuff like that. You know, that'll be fun. We'll do a little video or something like that. Um, yeah, I got Traxler Chiropractic. They're a big sponsor of mine. A uh, big supporter here locally. Uh, we're about to make the rounds on sponsors again for this this next um, upcoming. Just uh, hopefully we get get everything settled on this contract, and I got something concrete, and then they're going to be making the rounds. You know, we're looking to try and pick up some full time sponsors. Um, you know, it's some positive. people trying to. Oh man, just yeah, you, know, you got to you got to do something like that if you're trying to to keep up with these big boys. Um, yeah, you know, I, I know I've got the machine. I've got the I've got the tools to do it. I just gotta. I gotta find the time and the money to to pay to keep it up up and running. And man, that's positive as hell, dude. But you live in Louisiana, man. You duck hunt. You're down around the king of. You got to do. Man, I I love duck hunting. If I had the money to or the time, I would love to. You know, um, the really training and fighting cuts into my into my hunting so bad. You know, I get like, you know, I get. And then if I'm not training, I own own a gym too. You know, so I'm I'm most of the time when I'm working, it's in the evenings. So. but yeah, man, um, I love to hunt. I just, I just got a father. I got a shotgun though. If you got a place to go, just hit me up. And I will definitely show up. No doubt. I just don't have the time to go put, you know, the work in to get a spot ready. So oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Going, you know? It's unreal. But I know you have so many flying over your head during duck season. I guarantee it freaks you out because every time I go oh, down dude. that right. Yeah, I live. Uh, I live. My land actually connects to. If you, I don't know if you're where you all hunt in. I hunt right up here in Tennessee, Alabama, but I when I come, we've came down to Monroe. I I have a buddy. I forgot where it's at. They, they when we went out there, they take us out in the middle of nowhere. It's nothing nice, yeah. and we still kill. Them. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I, my land is actually connected to the Darbone Refuge, where Lake you know Lake Darbone is and stuff. There's oh shit, dude! There, you, so, yeah. Holy hell, dude! You probably have thousands of them some bitches every day flying. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they're everywhere. I just got to get to them. You know, that's kind of yeah. the thing, but. Positive, oh, yeah. but now, man. Uh, but now, now we we're big fans of you out here, man. So I was just that's why I told Vince. I I hit last week. I said, man, can I get the hero. But uh, man, man, I appreciate uh, it. You know, I'm uh, and I don't, you know, I don't. I'm trying to fight. I'm trying to get up there. Uh, you know, I got a pretty good following so far, but I don't. You know, I I think I don't have this this fake character that a lot of them have. And uh, you know, we're Captain America, we're, man. That's- yeah. We're grinding it and we're making. It. You know, it's harder to make it as the good guy. You know, it really is. You know, people act like, like you know, oh, you know, it's way easier in this industry to be the bad guy. And uh, yeah. I see too many guys start to go down that path. And I've even like even fighters that I have 
and you know, I won't say their names or whatever, but like if they're the guys I hardly know, but I respect them. And I, I, you know, when I meet them in the back or I talk to them and I'm like, Hey man, what, what I like about that guy is he seems humble. He seems like one of the good guys, you know, like he's, he's on my time, my side. And, yeah. uh, you know, but like I've had a couple people here recently, I've seen them, you know, they start, they're starting to, to do a little bit of this. That's a little uncharacteristic of them, you know, and, and I just hit them up and I message them like, look, man, that ain't you, you know, don't, don't go down that path. Don't do that. You know, I'm you like, know, I know it's easy. I know you're not getting a lot of recognition or whatever, but it's easier to be there. Like, don't be that guy. You know, you want to fight those guys. Get lined up with those guys. Let them sell the fight. And you go in there and be the good guy and kill them. You know, I don't know if you've ever watched WWE, but you got like Brock Lesnar. You had The Undertaker. They had like the the managers that come out and talk their shit. You just going to have to get Vance and Scott out there with the glasses on, just talking the shit for you. Like, I like Paul, like the Undertaker there, yeah. man. I'm serious. Vince already People, has the shoes. Yeah, that's it. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Vince already that's wears the shoes every every time. Yeah, I know. He's got some bad shoes. I saw him at that uh, uh, Birmingham. But, uh, Vince man, I, told, have you ever gotten drunk with Vince? You, he could totally play that role. That's what I'm telling you. Look, and just have <laughs> look, he, your hop guy, just, every time you do an interview, he's just sitting there and he's yeah. like, he's going to fucking kill you. He's going to kill who's you. The guy, he's gonna, who's the guy that used to follow? Uh, Used to follow um, Hulk Hogan around, or back then, uh, Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart. Yeah, hell yeah, that's uh, that's Vince's spirit animal when he gets that's, drunk. <laughs> dude, hey, you know how much? Hey, Jimmy Hart. He he, he still do it. I mean, he still goes around and does it. It it's man, a, it works. The best. Dude's the best. Hey, but anyway, man, thanks for coming on tonight, man. Hey, no problem, brother. Awesome, man. And we'll be looking for your next fight for sure, man. Yes, sir. Catch you later, bro. All right, see you, man. Awesome, 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 awesome. The mouth of the south, yeah, yeah. That's what I. If you look at my promo events, it says mouth of the south because I, I love some. I love it. I love the heart, man. But man, we had a badass show. I mean, if you haven't looked at it, check out the uh, Mike from uh, BYB. Dude, he broke it down, and then we got Joe on, and he cut the best promo ever. I mean, he went off on everybody. I mean, he even molested basically uh, Richard on here on a very uh, funny way, I guess. It was funny. And then we finished up with Hen Henry, the hero, man. Come on. Uh, we're looking forward to his fight. And if people ain't following him, they need you need to be going and get them drinks. You see what he looks like? He said he drinks the uh, – the, he has the like the nutrition smoothies, the protein. Hell, I'm thinking about moving that way for six months so I can get some abs like him. So y'all need to check that shit out for sure. And uh, also, uh, we'll give a shout-out, Turk House Farms with a Z. Promo code BLUNT. Hit that shit up. It's got some very positive CBD. They got some badass Baby Yoda shirts and stuff like that. Tiger Energy is pretty good, man. It pumps me up and everything. And uh, go to www.mindsoffighting.com. We're going to start having uh, some interesting shit on there, too. I'm going to try to get some articles out and stuff. Thanks for showing up. Peace.